millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Obviously, you listen to Build Your Tribe because you're trying to figure out additional ways, additional streams of income to build and grow your business and to build and grow your social media. And if you haven't figured it out already, one of the best ways to make money on all social media platforms is with brand deals. I'm not talking about like the old school style of influencer where it's like a person getting ready with their makeup and they're just absolutely perfect. No, I'm talking about people who are super authentic and real and they're just like the person next door and that's what makes them very believable. Brands want to work with people who have trust with their audience. They don't care how many followers you have, but they're not going to come looking for you. (laughs) That's a misconception. You have to go to them and you have to do it in a way that shows them, yeah, I might not have any previous brand experience, but I understand this. I understand what's going on. And you send them the right kind of pitch. There's actually eight different steps involved, in my opinion, that are almost guaranteed to get you the kind of deals that you're looking for. And I'd be happy to share that with you. All you have to do is go to shaleen.com forward slash get a deal. And when you go there, shaleen.com forward slash get a deal, you'll enter your email address and I will send you back a complete report, like the eight steps you need to do to secure your first of hopefully many brand deals. Again, shaleen.com forward slash get a deal. The size of your dream, the size of your goals, and how quickly you reach them is very much dependent upon how quickly you embrace the concept that you need help. You just can't do it all yourself. And people who try will quickly find themselves burnt out. But I'm often asked, like, okay, but where do I find these people? Help. Like, I get the most desperate messages from entrepreneurs, friends of mine. A lot of them are friends of mine. And they're in this situation where they need to hire a lot of people all at once because you get to this place where you just can't take it anymore. You are so overwhelmed and you know there's so many things you want to get to and so many opportunities and so many things you haven't done yet. And you realize there just aren't enough hours in the day. And that's when it hits you and it hits you like a ton of bricks. And that's when you realize, okay, I've been saying for too long that I can't afford to bring on more people or bring on anyone, either a one-man show, you're a solopreneur, until you reach your breaking point. And then you don't have a choice. And then it feels like you need to bring on five people or at least like two or three. And you probably do. So before you get to that place, that place of desperation where you really do need to bring on more than one person at once or you're absolutely going to lose it, Please heed my warnings. Listen, I've been in business for more than 30 years. I've done it all the different ways. I've tried to save money and figure out how to do as many things as possible myself. I've brought on too many people at once and had that turn into a complete disaster. I've brought on one person at a time and then gave them work and eventually took it back because they weren't doing it perfectly and found myself back at the drawing board. I've made all the mistakes, but I will say this. Every single time we've made a hire, it has elevated our business. As they say, when you delegate, you elevate. And if you want to reach your dream, you need a bigger team. 
yes, we enjoy the business that we are a part of. And yes, I'll be the first one to say, I absolutely love what I do. I love working with Instagram. I love teaching business owners how to grow their platform. I love doing live trainings. I love sitting here right now recording this. But ultimately, I think most of us would agree that the end goal is to get ourselves or our businesses to the point where we don't have to be grinding and hustling 24-7, 365 so that we can create more financial freedom and more time freedom so that we have the ability to take our kids to school and go to every single one of their practices and every single one of their games so that we can be at graduations and that we can not only never miss a birthday dinner, but just never miss a dinner at all. I really want to prioritize my family that I don't even have yet. I don't have any kids. So my family is just getting started. And it's really important for me that five, 10 years from now, I'm not spending all of my days creating content for social media. And a big part of that is hiring. A big part of that is delegating, is asking for help. Okay, cool. So your first hire, you're not making a ton of money. To be clear, mom and dad weren't paying for this. This is something you bootstrapped yourself. Yep. What was the conversation you had in your head when you're like, okay, I need to pay someone to do this, but I'm not even rolling yet. The conversation was really just a thought that I need to take a chance, Mm -hmm. that I'm going to take a chance on this. I've known these principles my whole life. I've understood them that scared money don't make money. And Mm -hmm. I've understood that the more you delegate and the more help you bring on, the more your business will be able to grow, the more freedom you'll have, the more flexibility and happiness you'll be able to experience. Mm -hmm. And so I I just decided one day, you know, we're going to roll the dice. We're going to roll the dice and I'm going to commit to finding a virtual assistant. And so I went through the process. It didn't take too long and it's been amazing. And I know there are lots of times where, you know, it might not go so great. Mm -hmm. Things might not go as planned. But for me personally, I've loved the experience. And and it really just took me committing, being a little bit scared, sure, but definitely just one day deciding, committing, I'm going to roll the dice. I'm going to hire a virtual assistant. I need to. What was the out that you gave yourself? In other words, did you say... I'm going to spend this amount of money? Or did you say, I'm just going to go for it for a year? Because I I think it's important that people know Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be permanent. But what was was the conversation you had in your head about how you would assess it? I'm going to try it for two weeks. Oh, two weeks. I'm going to try it for two weeks. I'm going to try it for two weeks because I felt like one week was wasn't enough time. It was only enough time to really just kind of get the basics of what was going on to my virtual assistant to train them. Yeah, the basics of training. And then by the end of the second week, I would at least be able to see how they communicate, what the experience was like, how I was dealing with it, how I felt, how I felt paying someone. And so I mm-hmm. figured two weeks, two weeks. We'll just see how two weeks goes. Two weeks. And so this is not someone you brought on as an employee. You brought them on as a full-time or part-time consultant? Started out part-time consultant. And did you tell her it was temporary or? Yeah, I said it was going to be two weeks. And I said, I've also given some tasks to a few other people who I was interviewing at the time and just started as a two-week trial and, and saw how they did and eventually ended up hiring the one gal as a part-time employee, basically. Mm-hmm. Consultant. Consultant. Yeah. Yeah. And that's important because I think when you're just starting out, it's pretty scary to have employees. And how quickly did you realize like this is going to help? Two weeks after the two-week trial. So after okay. the two-week trial, I thought, this is going well. I like this. I feel more relaxed. I feel less stressed. I like where this is headed. Uh-huh. Two weeks after that was when I saw the shift. That was when I saw my income triple. 
of what I made in the first three months. So in the four weeks after hiring my virtual assistant, Mm -hmm. I made three times what I made in the three months prior. Three times what I made in the three Dang, months prior, and I, I say, that was people. when I that was when I was yep. like, all right, yep, this is I'm sticking with this. I'm sticking with her. She's awesome. I'm sticking with this system. I kept, of course, talking to her more. We would Skype and chat on the phone and kind of talk about the tasks and what she could do. You know, really finding out what exactly her skills were, what suited her best, and some things that she struggled with as well. But seeing that immediate change mm-hmm. in my profit was was insane, and along with that. I had so much more free time. Step one is you, gosh, and I'm going to tell you step one, but if you skip it, that's fine. But if you do this, it's going to make it much easier for you to justify the need to hire someone. And step one is to inventory or to track the number of hours that you spend each week on tasks related to your business. Now, if you're a solopreneur, this is kind of difficult to do because you spend, you know, 20 minutes responding to social media comments and then you spend an hour and a half editing your own podcast and then you spend 10 minutes making edits to something you're going to post later and then you spend an hour writing a caption. But you really, if you track it all, especially even if you just look at your phone, which can track for you how much time you're spending on social media. If nothing else, just look at that, how much time you're spending on social media, and then ask yourself if you could be further along, meaning have more followers and potentially a bigger business, if you had even more time to spend on social media, or I should say, if you had somebody else doing that for you. Here's a very real world example. Let's say that there is only one hour in my entire day that I can work. There's only one hour that I can work. I could spend that hour doing one of two things, going through my inbox, sorting through all of the spam mail, the junk mail, replying to important emails, filling out forms and sending back documents. Or during that one hour, I could, for example, do a one hour coaching call. Well, if I go through my emails myself, I am not going to be making any money during that hour because I spent the entire hour just going through emails. Now, if I were to instead do a one-on-one coaching call, then I might make, let's imagine that my one-on-one coaching calls cost $100 an hour. Well, then during that hour, I got $100 extra. I made $100 during that hour. But of course, then my emails are still there. My email inbox is piling up and that little red notification number just continues to grow. Now imagine if I hired a virtual assistant who could go through my emails for me for that hour. And let's say I paid them $25 an hour. Well, now guess what? During that hour, I made $75. So sure, I didn't make as much money. My net profit wasn't as high as if I didn't hire the virtual assistant. But now I've made $75. I've got to do something that I love, which is one-on-one coaching. And my email inbox has been gone through. I know what emails I need to respond to. All the other emails, all the spam, all the junk, it's been deleted. So I got to check off two things from my to-do list. I got to do the one that really brings me a lot of joy. The one that I needed to do, which was go through my emails, got checked off and I made $75. Oh, and I got to employ someone else. I got to employ and hire someone else who can now feed their family and provide for themselves during that hour. So it's a win, 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 win. When you outsource and delegate, everyone wins. I promise. Don't assume that you can't afford to hire someone. The fact of the matter is most people can't afford not to, but they're afraid to take that step. 
don't assume that if you bring someone on, you have to bring them on full time or that you have to bring them on as an employee on a permanent basis. There's no reason why you can't start with someone part time. Like I'm talking five to 10 hours a week and you can bring them on as a trial basis. Oftentimes I will run ads and I will say things like this is a part time temporary opportunity. What that does is it gives me the opportunity to say, okay, this just didn't work out and I don't have to bring them on as an employee. And it also makes it easy for me to say, well, thank you so much for taking care of this project without ever letting them know that I was actually considering keeping them on on a more permanent basis. So I don't have to hurt their feelings and it's just much more comfortable. Listen, there's nothing more awkward than having to let people go. So wrap your head around the idea that this is just a temporary part-time thing. And if it doesn't make you more money and if it doesn't relieve a whole bunch of stress and help you to relieve that burnout that you're feeling, well, then you can take all those tasks back and do them yourself again. But I doubt that you will do that. This episode is brought to you by the Travis Makes Friends Podcasts. If you're a fan of fascinating conversations with interesting people, you're going to want to give this show a shot. After 800 episodes of his top-rated business podcast, Build Your Network, Travis Chappell learned that networking is really the same thing as just making friends with people. In this newly rebranded show, Travis Makes Friends, it's Travis's goal to simply give listeners like you a chance to get to know world-class performers, who can help you become a better version of yourself. There's an episode for everyone, no matter what you're into. Travis talks with Dr. Nicole LaPera about how she became one of the world's most followed psychologists. He also speaks with Tommy Ballou about his journey to building and exiting a billion-dollar company. Travis also talks with Nicole Michelle about how she went from being a pastor to an OnlyFans model and a social media influencer. You'll find something unique and useful that you can apply to your own life, like learning negotiating techniques from an FBI hostage negotiator or investing tips from billionaire investors. Travis is an experienced host who has been doing this for over five years, and I think you'll enjoy the new version of his show. Simply open your podcast app that you're listening to right now and search for Travis Makes Friends. Give him a follow and then check out a few of his recent episodes. And if you leave a review, mention that you heard about him here on the Build Your Tribe podcast to be entered into a contest for some new Apple AirPods. Or you can simply visit travischapel.com forward slash show. That's travischapel, C-H-A-P-P-E-L-L dot com forward slash show. Let's start by asking ourselves, what are some things that can be outsourced? I want you to pause this right now if you're in a position where you can pause it and pull out a piece of paper and a pen and write down anything that you do repetitively on a daily basis. Anything that you do day after day repetitively, that is something that can very easily and quickly be outsourced, especially if it's something that you don't enjoy doing. So some things that I am outsourcing myself and some things that you could consider outsourcing as well are email management, going through your emails, what's spam, what can be deleted, what needs to be replied to, and what is urgent, making sure all of that is gone through. Schedule management, managing scheduling conflicts and scheduling upcoming events. What about collaborations and reaching out to brands, networking with influencers, and communicating with potential partners? What about social media content creation so that you don't have to be the one creating content for Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Pinterest, and TikTok all in the same day? 
you can just create one video and then there will be content created for all those other platforms by your assistant. What about graphic design? What about copywriting and email writing? What about video editing? What about photo editing? What about housekeeping or grocery shopping or helping you schedule appointments like dentist appointments and doctor's visits? What about hiring someone to help you with research who can constantly be combing the interwebs for new data and new blogs that are being written on whatever's trending in your industry? Imagine if every single day you could have a list of the 10 hottest articles or blogs or YouTube videos related to whatever it is that you do. Imagine how helpful that would be for you to stay on top of things in your industry and to stay current with whatever is trending in your niche. The list really goes on and on, but I hope that these ideas, these examples gave you some additional ideas and sparked your own creativity of things that you could outsource or delegate or ask for help with within your own business. Now, where do you find these people? For the virtual assistant, if you want somebody here in the United States, a couple places you can look. Number one, I recommend Belay. We found some amazing people from Belay. I'll put a link to that in our show notes. They're an agency that they do all of the interviewing and screening and everything else for you. I think you pay a fee. I forget exactly how it works, but we've found some amazing people from Belay. If you're willing to do the interviews yourself, go to Upwork. Upwork has amazing, I mean, I can't even tell you how many great people we've found on Upwork. Fiverr, F-I-V-E-R-R.com. Fiverr, also a great site. It's not just $5 jobs. You might be able to hire someone to do virtual assistant work for, you know, whatever, $15 for the week. And you could hire a couple of them and figure out which one of those two or three people you hire you really gel with, who responds quickly, who you like their energy, you like working with them, and you just hire them for that single project, but there's an opportunity for you to hire them on a more permanent basis, even if it's just part-time. And don't forget to tap your communities. So posting to your Instagram stories, and not just once, because remember, everyone who follows you isn't seeing your content every single day. Post to your Instagram stories. Record an ad on your podcast if you're a podcaster or on your YouTube channel. Make mention of it if you're on Facebook Live. It's just like networking. The more you tell your community who it is you're looking for and what it is you're looking for, the more likely you are to find this person. And for this type of position, it really helps if you hire someone that you trust. And that's great when you get a referral from someone who already knows you and already knows them and they give you that their recommendation, that vote of confidence. So don't hesitate to send a text message right now to every person you know who might know someone else who's looking for part-time online administrative work. I mean, this is a great opportunity for just about anyone in any area. And a lot of times, I mean, I don't know what your specific situation is, but for many of us, there's a lot of flexibility. I know most of the people I hire, my virtual team, as long as a job gets done, within a 24-hour period, we're all good. I don't mind if they work late at night or early in the morning, which allows people who have a family to be with their family. And like, that's what we teach at Team Johnson is like, prioritize the things that matter most in life first, work comes second. And it's important that we live by that mission statement when we're bringing people onto our team. We want them to be able to prioritize their family too. And of course, we want their best effort and we want you know, people who really care about their job and the work that they do, and they feel like they're a part of this team. But for a lot of people who work in the virtual space, that's one of the reasons why they do it, because they love that flexibility. Here are some of the questions that I asked in my interviews. Feel free to use some yourself or to come up with your own. 
first, I just asked some topical questions like, hey, what devices do you use? Are you on Apple, Android, Windows? And that's important to me because I'm on all Apple and I know that a lot of the softwares and things that I'm using only are supported on iOS devices or on Apple-related products. And so if my virtual assistant doesn't use Apple and they're not familiar with any of these apps, not only are they going to struggle to learn all of these new apps, and you know that might be a challenge in and of itself, there is also the problem of compatibility and sending files from one operating system to another. So that's just something I always like to ask and look out for. Next, I would ask, what are your normal working hours? So I like to get a sense of, hey, is this someone who only works in the morning? Do they only work at night? Do they prefer to work during the day? Is this person a you know, a night owl or a morning bird? I want to ask and just get a sense. When do they work best? What are their off-limits times? Do they have any times of the day where they're like, hey, you're available 24-7, but you know, from 1 p.m. to 2 p.m., that's when I work out. So I'm unavailable during that time. Or maybe I interviewed someone and they told me that they're a student and they're like, you know, I have virtual classes, so I'm unavailable from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. every day because I'm in virtual classes or I'm going to school. There's just certain things you want to look out for in terms of availability. And of course, it's also important to just ask, you know, how many hours does someone have available per week? And also to know yourself going into it, am I going to ask this person to do five hours of work a week? or 40 hours of work a week because the demands and the stresses that you might be asking someone to take on, of course, are very different depending on how much time you expect them to commit to being your virtual assistant. It's also important to know what other clients they currently have, if they currently have a bunch, if they've never had any in the past, if they've had a lot, but those people have since left them. If they have left, you know, was it a mutual parting of ways? Did they get fired? Did they get promoted? You know, why did those past jobs or did those past virtual employers, why did they not work out or why did they not continue? Another question, if I hire you, will you be continuing to look for other work? Like, will you still be taking on new clients and adding other people to your workload? Or once you work with me, once I hire you, is that it? Do I have your full focus? I think that's an important question as well, because if you're asking for someone to give you 40 hours worth of work per week, and they're still continuing to look to get hired by other people and add on more work, either they're going to work themselves into the grave, or they're not going to be able to provide you with an effective or proficient amount of work. Once I get through those more topical-based questions, I like to get more into the personality-based questions, was some things like, you know, in the past, when you have had an employer ask you to do something that you knew nothing about, how did you handle it? And I wanted to look for, hey, were they going to say, I Googled it, I researched it, I watched YouTube videos, I asked around before I asked for assistance? Or were they like, you know, I just kind of tried to figure it out on my own? Or were they like, whenever I don't know something, I immediately just ask my supervisor? And you'll know what you're looking for. Maybe you really value that someone is immediately like, hey, I don't know, can you help me out? I know that personally, I really value when someone is like, I'm going to, because I don't understand this, I'm going to research it on my own. I'm going to see what I can figure out. And if I do my research and I can't come to a conclusion on my own, then I will ask for assistance. So that's an important question for me. Another important question that I asked is like, what is your worst employer experience of the past? Have you ever had a really bad boss? And tell me about that. And it's important to listen to the response very carefully because oftentimes interviewees will hear this question and will go right into attack mode. 
And even though those things might be totally true, you have to remember you might be their next employer. This might be your next employee. And so something that I often look for and something that I really love to hear when I ask that question about, you know, tell me about a less than ideal past work experience. When that question is asked, the best interviewees will turn it back to a positive. Something that, you know, takes this negative experience and ultimately turns it on its head, turns it back to a positive experience, a learning experience, and highlights their strengths as a new potential staff member for you. Of course, you'll know, you'll know, trust your gut. That's really my ultimate thing that I can say when you're interviewing your new potential staff member is to trust your gut. Your goal is to make your first part-time temporary hire that's not an on an hourly basis. I don't even care if you say, I'm going to pay you for 10 hours every single week. You know, ask them to turn in their hours, right? So that you, you know what they're filling their time with for those 10 hours, but pay them a set amount. I know you have the potential more so than where you're at right now, not just to make more money, but to live a fuller, funner, more enjoyable life as an entrepreneur. And it ain't going to happen if you're trying to do all the things, all the things, all the things. All right. It is my goal to be brief, to be bright, to make it fun and then be done. Ladies and gentlemen, we're done. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.